You're listening to In This Economy, an anthology of radio plays powered by the modern workforce. I'm Calvin Kasolke. We are ending our season of In This Economy back at the beginning. My intrepid producer Josh and I were already working on this episode of this show before we knew we even had a show, before we knew Brick Radio was going to support this series, and before we even really knew what In This Economy would be. But even when we were just working on this radio play because it's what happens whenever Josh and I hang out for too long, we were still making something that was on theme for this series that didn't quite exist yet. Because the gig economy is everywhere all the time, it's, it's kind of hard to not make art that has something to do with it. At least for me it is. In this case, the gig in question is that of a journalist. I don't know if you've heard, but newspapers and news networks are having kind of a hard time these days. For a lot of reasons, and one of the ways media outlets are trying to stay afloat is by increasingly relying on freelance journalists to write and report stories for them. When I'm not busy making audio fiction, I'm also a freelance reporter, because in this economy, everyone has two or three jobs, and I can tell you it takes a lot of work to be a truly good journalist. Not that I'm saying I am a particularly good journalist, I just that I know it takes a lot of work to actually be one. And not only do you have to show up and talk to everyone and cover the facts, but you have to try and find a unique angle that you can use to get at the heart of the issue. Sometimes that means you hang out with strangers for hours until they're not strangers anymore, until you have all the information you need to report on the topic at hand. And even though a freelance reporter's job is to find out as much as possible, sometimes you learn more than you wanted. Sometimes you learn too much. Thank you so much for listening. This one's called Leonard and Sports Dog. Enjoy. listening to American Current. As we continue our coverage of the ongoing oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico, we go now to our producer, Gailene Tiglin. Earlier this week, I traveled to the town of Melston, Louisiana. It's a small town with just under 6,000 residents located right on Louisiana's coastline, making it ground zero for the environmental disasters on land, air, and sea, all caused by the oil spill. As the damaged well continues to leak hundreds of thousands of gallons of crude oil into the Gulf each day, the increasingly polluted water washes ashore, bringing poisoned plant and animal life along with the tide. Lots of dead fish, yep. Lots of ducks too, all sorts of birds mostly. It was mostly birds that washed ashore if you don't count the fish. But if you count the fish, yeah, mostly fish then. Throd Blessing is a resident of Melson and just one of many fishermen the oil spill has put out of work. Since fishing in the Gulf ranges from hazardous in some areas to impossible in others, Throd has dedicated himself to aiding the animal rescue and cleanup efforts along the coastline. Every day since the spill began, Throd has arrived on the beach at 6 a.m. sharp, sometimes staying to work by flashlight until well after sundown. But on one of his recent trips to the shoreline, he found something rather unusual. I thought it was just a big lump of oily seaweed, you know? 
We get a lot of those now, but I went over to check because I thought I saw it move a little bit. It was kind of quivering almost. So I headed over to see if maybe a duck got caught inside it that needed to be cleaned off and headed over to the wildlife rescue folks. And what did you find when you got there? It wasn't a duck. I'll tell you that much. As soon as I touched it, he started screaming. Did it sound human? Not like any human I ever heard. What did you do then? I stopped the screaming. My screaming, I mean. That other thing just kept on screaming even when I stopped screaming. So I rolled it on over to see where all the screaming was coming from. And then I saw his face. Could you describe the face? Not even if I tried. Seriously, though, I won't do it. Throd Blessing was face to face with the creature that would come to be known, by some, as Leonard. I almost shot him on the spot, to be honest. You brought a gun to the beach cleanup? Well, sure. I was hoping I'd run into someone from that oil company. Just kidding. Mostly. Anyway, point is, I didn't shoot him. Right, right. what did you do? Rhonda, that's my wife, Rhonda. Not big Rhonda. She runs big Rhonda's steakhouse, and we're not... Well, anyway, I called my wife over. She was down the beach, maybe 20 yards or so. And I called her over to take a look at whatever I was looking at. And, and how did she react? Screaming, mostly. After the blessings finally calmed down, they tried to clean Leonard up. This proved more difficult than washing up your typical oil-slick duck. This is Throd again. We tried to wash him up and take some of the debris off of him, but he just started screaming again. At first, we thought he was covered in seaweed and oil and death. That's just who he is. That's Leonard. So the wildlife rescue people had no idea what to do with him. No real reason why they would. So Rhonda says, let's have him over for dinner, and that was that. Coming up after the break, Leonard Speaks. You're listening to American Current. Coming up after American Current, the latest installment of a new program that's fun for the whole family. Sports Dog goes to college. This week on Sports Dog... We're entering the final minute of this critical first game of the season with the Framingham Bobcats down by two against their rival Woodrun Bombers. Bombers have possession, last season's MVP Tommy Brackage trying to wind the clock down. Looking for an open pass, passes to Jeff Altamont. Pass blocked by Bobcat Shea Oddsworth. Oddsworth steals the ball. Final second, sticking off the clock. Oddsworth running down the court looking for an open two. He passes it to, I can't believe it. He passes it to Sports Dog. Sports Dog, the freshman coming off an MVP championship season who is also a golden retriever and he's wide open. Five seconds left on the clock. Sports Dog going for the three pointer. He shoots, he shoots. He misses wildly. Oh no. Bombers win, Bobcats lose. Sports Dog fails to save the game for his team. What an embarrassing debut for the rookie canine, likely setting back dog athletes for years to come. The rival Bombers are celebrating on the court. What a disaster. Hey, Sports Dog. Uh, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't make it to the big game tonight. I had a ton of homework. Uh, how'd it go? What? What? You, you choked at the last minute and lost the game? You got cut from the team? That's awful. I can't believe Coach told you that he never believed a dog could play basketball. Uh, sports Dog, man, I'm really sorry. Uh, look, I'll tell you what, let's cheer you up and do something fun tonight. I hear there's a big frat party happening at Delta Delta ZD. Why don't we go check that out? We return now to producer Guyleen Tiglin's reporting on the situation in the Gulf Coast. 
he now, Lenny? He's fine. He can do it himself. I'm just making sure. Leonard, are you all right, hon? See what I mean? Well, if you didn't try to do everything for him. Don't you start with me, Buster. Come on, Lenny. There we go. It took the blessings 10 solid minutes to get Leonard situated and sitting upright at the kitchen table. Though Leonard is big, well over six feet tall, and roughly humanoid, his proportions and general limb structure make it difficult for him to so much as stand up straight. If left to his own devices, Leonard uses his thick, arm-like appendages to drag his torso and stunted leg talons behind him, though he's rarely left to his own devices. So how long has Leonard been living with you? Almost six weeks now. Isn't that right? (laughs) Yep. About six weeks and change. I imagine the addition of Leonard to your household has changed things for you. Can you talk a little bit about that? Things don't really change around here much, really. So Lenny was a welcome surprise. It's nice to have someone else around the house. Leonard hasn't changed things around here half as much as the oil spill has. The local economy's a wreck, the environment's in trouble. Everyone needs to step it up and pitch in a little bit more now. We're just doing our part, at least until the federal courts decide if he falls under the jurisdiction of the National Park Service or the CIA. Shh, don't you worry, we're not gonna let anything happen to you. Stop that fraud, you know it upsets him. I'm sorry, Rhonda. And Lenny, I'm sorry too. You know you're welcome here to stay as long as you'd like. Right. And do you all spend much time together? Kill me. What was that, Leonard? Oh, he doesn't talk much. Kill me. Come again? Kill me. Of course, we spend lots of time together as a family. We can't really leave him alone much. He can't fend for himself or move around without breaking something. The sweet release of Gathicals to me. Don't. Don't. Interrupt, Leonard. He's learning. Leonard hasn't broken anything in weeks. Come on, Rhonda. Be honest. Just yesterday, I found the toaster filled with feathers and sludge. Oh, he can't help himself. And the sheets? (laughs) In our bedroom? That's not really breaking anything. Whose bedroom did you see? Anyway, he's a lovely addition to our family. Please slit my throat. You never did explain how Leonard's tar and slime came to be on our sheets, Rhonda. I did so tell you, Throd. I was teaching him how to make the bed, and he fell over. All over the bed, Rhonda. The whole thing. Now, just what are you implying? You know exactly what I'm saying here, Rhonda. I think now it might be a good idea for a break. How about we just... tonight after American Current for a broadcast of a brand new episode of Sports Dog Goes to College. Coming up on tonight's show... Hey, who let that dog in here? What's he even doing at this party? Wait a second. Isn't that the dog that lost us the big game? How how does a dog even get into college? God, so pathetic. Hey, don't listen to them, Sports Dog. Just try and relax and have a good time. I'm the king of beer pong and you all suck. Can anyone at this lame party defeat me at the great and noble sport of beer pong? Sports dog, where are you going? Are you serious? What? Fine. 
If this is the best you guys have got, I'll crush a dog. Come on, Fido, go ahead. I'll even give you the first shot. <laughs> Beginner's luck. Sports dog! Forget this, I'm out of here. Sports dog! You did it! That was amazing! Hey, sports dog. I'm Todd, and, and I'm the president of Delta Delta ZD. That was the greatest game of ping pong I've ever seen. You're a natural sports dog, and well, Delta Delta ZD could really use an all-star player like you on our fraternity beer pong team. You see, every year we compete against other frats in the national beer pong tournament and every year we come in last place. But if you joined our frat, I really think we could turn our luck around. What do you say? You can't be serious. Why don't we all just take a breath and we'll this just- This isn't your business. Right, so I'll just- I didn't want you to find out like this. This must be some sort of prank. Don't be like this, Thrad. There's no need to be nasty. Really, Rhonda? He can't even walk on his own. He can't even eat solid food. He has to sleep in the bathtub, for Christ's sake. I mean, how could I you? haven't been satisfied, Thrad. I needed to find that spark again. With him? With this don't fucking thing? Don't you talk thing. about him that way. We're in love. Kill me. I don't, I don't believe this. God, if you just listen. Kill me. Would you shut the fuck you up? You can't speak to him like that. I said shut up. Fuck. Rhonda, I I'm sorry. No, Thrad. I'm sorry. Lenny? Girl! Oh, God. Oh, no. We'll be right back. It's down to the final four cups at this year's National Beer Pong semifinals match. Delta Delta ZD's sports dog has two cups remaining. His opponent, Vinny Duvano of Pi Omega Pi, also has two. DeVito shoots. He sinks it. Sports dog must take a drink. Vinny's second shot. Oh, a near, near miss. Sports Dog is down to his final cup. He takes his shot. It hits its target. Each opponent has one remaining cup. This could be it. Sports Dog lines up his shot. Can he do it? Or will he choke? Sports Dog shoots. It's in! It's in for the first time since 1962. Delta Delta ZD are going to the finals. The crowd is going wild. You did it, Sports Dog. You did it. That was great. You're unbeatable, sports dog. With you in the frat, we're gonna sweep the finals. Nothing can stop us now. Take a seat, sports dog. Sports dog, sit. Sports dog, as the dean of this great college, I expect nothing but excellence from our students, our student athletes, and our student dogs. Framingham College demands our students maintain a certain level of academic performance. And as I take a look at your grades from this semester, I'm afraid you're not measuring up. You really want me to believe you ate your own homework? Don't play games with me, sports dog. Or you won't be playing any games at all. I know being cut from the basketball team was hard for you, but this beer pong tournament is no substitute for real learning. Now you either bring your grades up, by midterms, or you'll be expelled from Delta Delta ZD and banned from the beer pong tournament. That's final, sports talk. You need to learn to take responsibility for yourself. You're capable of so much more than just sports. You're sacrificing your future, and for what? Beer pong? You need to take a long, hard look at yourself and decide what you really want, or you'll be chasing your tail for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
standing outside the Blessing family home. The police are here on the street, out in front of the house. Inside, Throd Blessing is at least unconscious and possibly dead. The police and EMTs can't get inside the house to investigate. As you might have guessed, the reason they can't get inside the house is Leonard. He is standing on the front porch. Next to him is Rhonda. Leonard has Throd Blessing's gun, and he's holding it against Rhonda's head. Rhonda has been translating for Leonard. Through Rhonda, Leonard has instructed the authorities to allow Rhonda to drive the two of them away from the house and across state lines without police interference, or he will kill them both. The police have responded by taking cover behind their cars and aiming their guns at Leonard. The standoff is, understandably, tense. Now Rhonda has begun counting down from 10. When she hits one, she says, Leonard will start shooting. She is at eight. She is at seven, six, five, four, three, oh god, two, oh god, wait, is that, it is, sports dog, it's, it's sports dog, he, he's tackled Leonard to the ground, sports dog, Oh my, sports dog is, is, is down. The police are on the scene. Rhonda is safe. The police have overtaken Leonard. Leonard is on the ground and, and there he is. Sports dog, sports dog, sports dog. Sports dog, sports dog. Leonard and Sports Dog was written by me, Calvin Kasalki, and Giovanni Colantonio. It was produced by Calvin Kasalki and Josh Rowland, and directed by Calvin Kasalki, who is also me. It was performed by Giovanni Colantonio, Greg Schultz, Daniel Mashari, Catherine Dudas, and Eliza Sotsky. It was produced, mixed, and edited by Josh Rowland. 